today, Rand Paul once again humiliates Dr. Fauci. Kamala assumes her position as the new head of the disinformation board, and the CDC issues bizarre guidance on how to have sex with monkeypox. Yeah, it's a Friday. We've got that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by uh, Blaze TV contributor Eric July, host of For Canon's Sake, which you should be subscribed to on YouTube, Young Ripa 5'9". No, he's not ever changing it. Never. Uh, he will always be young. Even when I'm old, yes. I'll be young. <laughs> yes, and uh, also on the program, it's on a Friday. Uh, no one is expecting it, but we've got Stu Bergier, host yeah. of Stu Does America, which you also should be subscribed to on YouTube. I, however, am getting old. <laughs> <laughs> this is old Ripa Five Nine. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the, it, so the, it's, it, the name is already taken. Yeah. Is the problem. He couldn't even change it if he wanted to. <laughs> um, so I want to get into. Uh, look, it's Friday, so I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't at least play um, at least one weird Joe Biden clip. And he always <laughs> delivers for us. So we appreciate him for that. Joe Biden yesterday uh, was speaking to, I guess, the employees of Joanne's stores. And um, Stu, we were talking about this off air. He's, he's mentioning the CFO, but he's incorrect in that. I guess the CEO. I think it was the CEO. Yeah, passed away mm -hmm. uh, unexpectedly. And Joe Biden, you know, his bedside manner, we all know, is very, very, very good. And uh, just really, you can tell the, the sincere passion in his voice and tone and not just the voice and tone, but also the words that he uses when he uh, sends his condolences. Watch. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your CFO, who uh, un dropped dead very unexpectedly. <laughs> My best to their family. It's tough stuff. Tough stuff. I love that. <laughs> I always know that someone really like means it when they're giving me condolences and they say when that person dropped dead. That's tough stuff, man. That's tough stuff. Better you than me, though. Am I right? I mean, God. I mean Biden doesn't feel the normal grieving process here. He is. He's been staring death in the eyes for 80 years at this point. Uh, so he's happy to just be able to roll that one out. That's a that's that's an interesting moment. He didn't even know who he was talking. No, about, anyway. obviously. Like yeah. someone gave the, him a card. Uh, the uh, CF, uh, uh, it was the CEO. He didn't right. get it right. <laughs> Drop dead, and then tough stuff. I mean, he is the worst. The family of the CFO must have been like, "Holy crap! Wait, what, Wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> they died? I didn't know." Oh, Joe just got it wrong yet again. Oh, it, it's so it's funny, man, watching this guy like try to operate. Just like he's on films. Uh, we all know that he's on films. Even like him trying to figure out CFO. He's trying to. He couldn't get that out. He couldn't really figure <laughs> out like what the situation was. What am I talking about? They told me something. I don't know. I'm going to see what happens. Tough stuff, bro. I'm, uh, I actually cared, but I didn't. But like seeing this play out, I guess it goes to what we were talking about. Kind of like, what was it? Maybe one of the early. I've been on this show so damn much. I <laughs> kind of. Everything runs in each other. I don't know. That uh, sounded kind of yeah. like uh, a yeah. Tough stuff. No, but we were talking about earlier how, like, I, I know when I went on my red talk about stupid Americans, uh, <laughs> yeah. got a lot of responses there. Um, I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, 
this is the guy that you guys thought was a better alternative to the orange guy, who everybody knows I'm not certainly a fan of by any means. But they wanted someone so bad, you know, the adults are back in charge, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to build back better, and we have a guy where it seems like every show here, we're, we're talking about him stumbling, bumbling, and not really understanding what's going on. He doesn't seem to be uh, coherent. He doesn't seem to have it all uh, upstairs. But it seems like he's deteriorated like a lot. Like it's been accelerated. Like it feels like it's worse. Like when he was going there, we're going into office. It's like, yeah, this guy doesn't have it all. And now it's like, wow, he really doesn't have it. Yeah. All like yeah. at all, at all, like at all. <laughs> uh, so it, when I think it can't get worse, it does seem to get worse. But hey, man, this is what democracy gets you. So it's funny that folks look at it when he was getting back in charge. Like, well, we're no longer going to be the laughing stock yeah. of of the world. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm laughing for sure. Oh, I, everyone <laughs> I've talked to who's not like a Twitter bot uh, who doesn't live here is like. Oh, God, we are, I mean, we, we, actually, we've played on the program before uh, clips from Australia News where they literally are laughing. They're laughing at They me. think it's, they're, they're like, how can this possibly be true that the president of the United States is, in fact, half dead? <laughs> like, and still there at the helm running things. How can that possibly be true? I want to play one more clip for you, um, which is, I tried to track down who it was that was asking Biden these tough questions, and I couldn't, so if anyone knows, Please send me a message. But uh, Joe Biden, yesterday, he was signing a whole bunch of orders, and uh, he was asked about his failure to sanction the wife of the mayor of Moscow. Now, this is the one who gave Hunter Biden $3.5 million, and Joe Biden was just like, huh? huh? I don't even think he knew what was going on. Watch. who did business with your son. He, like, could he look any older? Oh my gosh, it really is. He, like, he really, I'm not even saying this to be mean. He literally looks like a, an elderly person at a nursing home who doesn't really know what's going on. Pretty sure that was Alex Stein yelling out the questions. <laughs> that's, that, <laughs> at least, but that's how I pictured it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, back, in, back in the day, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. And he was running the country, quote unquote, for about two years, uh, just completely infirmed and out of the picture. And he did not make public appearances. At that point, his wife was sort of running the country. Right. I don't necessarily want Dr. Jill uh, to take over. No. But I will say, I think Joe should really consider going back to his campaign strategy, which was stay in your basement, mm -hmm. never come out, never talk to anybody about anything. We all know his advisors are running the show anyway. You're just embarrassing the country and you're making it seem as if we're very weak and uh, in trouble. I, I mean, I think our foreign adversaries are looking at us right now and saying, holy crap, I mean, these guys are in trouble. They're in, they're in serious danger right now. And they're, of course, excited about that. I don't necessarily want to communicate that to the rest of the world, though. I'd rather have him just hide. It's probably the best thing politically for him to do as well. Just run away and hope no one thinks about you for the next three years. That's the best possible approach if you're Joe Biden. Um, I want, you're not wrong. Um, I want to switch to, uh, let's see, Kamala. Talking about Joe, let's talk about Kamala here. The White House announced yesterday that Vice President Kamala Harris is going to lead an effort to oppose disinformation and online abuse, which is really interesting because I seem to, uh, maybe it's just me, 
I seem to get a barrage of online abuse coming from the left themselves. I wonder if she's going to hunt those people out. Uh, the statement said that Joe Biden is going to sign a presidential memorandum establishing the White House task force to address online harassment and abuse. And Harris launched the initiative with a survivor and expert roundtable yesterday. So this task force, task force, say that three times fast, is going to produce recommendations for the federal government, state governments, technology platforms, schools, and other public and private entities to prevent and address technology-facilitated gender-based violence, including a focus on the nexus between online misogyny and radicalization to violence. Wow. So, yeah, congrats. So it's, it's another, like, level of bureaucracy that, well, they don't necessarily have control, but they have control, kind of like CC, right, where they'll right. put out these recommendations uh, and they'll, you're not necessarily forced to, right. but all these other entities will then. Yeah, and you, they, you, they may withhold a little money, maybe. Effectively, that, know, that's maybe. what's going to happen right. anyway. Um, this is dangerous. And I need people to certainly understand that all it is, is the government, the state rather, wanting to facilitate what they deem as righteous just information and even if we know it's not this is effectively entering kind of 1984 kind of territory here i mean and we knew they had that whole disinformation deal with chick rage quit um or whatever and it looks like they're still continuing on with this with this because that was their new buzz term you had misinformation disinformation which really mean our adversaries saying things that we don't like and we don't want out there mm -hmm. and we're going to try to suppress that information so what they're trying to build is basically an information board per se that lets you know what you can talk about. Mm -hmm. And if it's outside of that, then you'll probably end up, they'll of course work with private entities, which is effectively fascism by literal text de textbook definition, much like what we got with the CDC, where, well, we're just doing what's according to CDC guidelines. It'll be, we're doing what's according to the uh, misinformation or disinformation board's guidelines on whatever and you know you can't misgender someone and that's why we are taking you off the platform or seizing your bank account or whatever it's yeah. gonna be I, I, this is dangerous it's dangerous territory it seems too like i mean obviously they just went through this whole big thing with the disinformation governance board and everyone made fun of it and went rightfully so and they had nina jankowitz and they were like wait a second maybe she's lame and we need to just ditch this but now they're just going to kind of reboot it, thing. thinking that Kamala somehow is a better face for it? I think she might do a better version of Mary Poppins. I'm excited about <laughs> I'd that. I'd hate to find out. <laughs> no, I kind of do want to. I want to see that, actually. Uh, you know, I don't know how many jobs they can give Kamala. Has she done any of them yet? No. They keep assigning her these problems. And all I see is constant failure everywhere she goes. I hope she fails here. You mean the border czar uh, well. who's never at the border? Yes, she's never at the border. Wasn't she in charge of Ukraine for like eight <laughs> minutes too? And then that, yeah. and that went really well. Well, she did explain that Ukraine is a small country. <laughs> That's right. And, and then Russia, it, Russia is a big much country? bigger country. I can't remember. I'll have to look at the map to make meanie, sure which one is yeah, which. The meanie, meanie Russia. <laughs> I don't know. If this thing has any teeth, I don't know how it's not I don't know how it's constitutional, right? Like, right. I, we have the First Amendment, and it's, it's all about the government doing something here. It's not, I mean, as much as we like to talk about First Amendment issues as they relate to social media and private companies, that's not purely a, a First Amendment issue. This would be. I mean, mm -hmm. this is the government actually doing it. Yeah. But I'm really glad they did it right now. Like, if they're going to do this, right now is the perfect time. Let me tell you why. 
The governor of Pennsylvania today put out a graphic. Did you see this? It's on Twitter, been floating around, about how red flag laws work. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And it starts with Jane or whoever, some mm-hmm. some girl, saying, true. hey, I saw somebody post pictures of guns on their social media. And then they go and tell uh, the uh, the judge about it and the police about it. And the police go to the judge and they bring information. And then, and then whoever this person who posted a picture of their gun loses uh, loses their guns through the red flag law. And it shows you how quickly this can escalate. When you have a government entity who is identifying misinformation, when they're going after your online posting, when they're going after what you say, they can start marking these things as out of bounds. And when they start marking the things out of bounds, all of a sudden, you're a little dangerous. And if you're a little dangerous, well, maybe a police officer needs to look at what kind of activity you have. And all of a sudden, you're losing your rights that are guaranteed to you yeah. in the Constitution. This stuff, it can go really, really quickly. It's all part of a structure. This doesn't mean it would work exactly uh, from this particular board, but it's all tied together. The more power you give these people, the more they're going to take away. And they're going to take it away without traditional due process, which is what the red flag law does. So, I mean, I, I think this is massively dangerous. The one out they seem to keep doing with these things is not giving them any teeth. They just, oh, we're just going to discuss it. We're going to make recommendations, as you point out, like the CDC. So they have a little bit more flexibility there because basically the government can certainly talk about these issues uh, and criticize people and, and, and these things. But as soon as they put teeth in it, it's blatantly unconstitutional. So they'll probably stop short of that. doesn't make it any better, though. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, First Liberty. So uh, the Democrats keep threatening this. They, they keep every time they don't get what they want. They're like, we're going to pack the court. And make no mistake, court packing is a coup. The radical left is working overtime on new plans to pack the Supreme Court. And if we don't stop them from installing four more justices so they can rig the system in their favor, it's going to be catastrophic, not just for our court, but for our entire country. We cannot let that happen. That is why First Liberty needs you. They are gathering a coalition of one million patriots to say no to the court packing, no to all of it, the liberal agenda, and no to the Supreme Court coup. Uh, Franklin Graham, former U.S. Attorney General Ed Meese, Dr. James Dobson, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation, and over 400,000 people like you are all on board. you got to go sign your name. That's all they're asking you to do. Go sign your name at supremecoup.com. That is supremecoup.com. Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky grilled Dr. Anthony Fauci about government recommendations regarding COVID-19 booster shots for children during a Senate hearing yesterday, uh, claiming that Fauci's approach was just conjecture. Let's listen to uh, that exchange. So there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented, were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines, and they make protein each time, or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci? Uh, no, th- I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Senator well, that Paul. is the proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not right. an absurdity. Are- You're already no. at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, <laughs> where is the proof? 
Oh man, we love to <laughs> we love to see it. Um, I want to play one more for you. Uh, this was the, guys. The whole thing was amazing. It's really hard to pick uh, what to play, but I know we only have so much time. But um, Rand Paul was then asking Dr. Fauci how many children are at risk of being hospitalized and dying from COVID. And I went about the way that you would expect. Didn't quite get an answer from Fauci. Watch. If your kid has had COVID, which is 75% of the country's had COVID, what is the chance that my child's going to the hospital or dying? If you look at the number of deaths in pediatrics, Senator, you can see that there are more deaths of people who have had it, of people who have had the disease. Uh, Senator, we also know from other studies that Mm. the optimal degree of protection when you get infection is to get vaccinated after infection. And in fact, showing reinfection in the era of Omicron and the sublineages that vaccination but you can't follows. answer the question I asked. The question I ask is how many kids are dying and how many kids are going to the hospital who've already had COVID? The answer may be zero, but you're not even giving us the data because you have so much wanted to protect everybody from all the data because we're not smart enough to look at the data. I feel like that is a pretty important piece of the puzzle for parents <laughs> really? who, yeah, I mean, I, you know, maybe call me unreasonable, right. but I feel like when you're deciding, do I want to inject my child with something, probably you're going to go, well, what's the risk that they're going to go to the hospital or die? Interesting that we don't have that answer before the FDA recommends the booster shots for children. Some might say it's not about their health at all. But that I'm look, I'm some you might say, say this, but you're saying somebody never, might theoretically somebody say somebody like might that. out there in the world. <laughs> right. A lot of people have a lot of opinions. Exactly. Somebody yeah. out there <laughs> might say that it's not about the kids health and safety at all. I mean, your chances in this age group are basically zero. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's basically yes. zero. And like one of the things they're doing now with, you know, this is playing to a very, I think, narrow subset of people on the left who we're really freaked out about this from the beginning. And, you know, I, I, I have to listen with my stupid job. I have to listen to a lot of, you know, <laughs> left-wing commentators and, and podcasts and things yeah. like that. You should hear them talk about this stuff. They're like, we are so relieved we finally have a vaccine so we can let our kids out of the house for the first time. They've lived their entire life like this. Oh, my God. And it's like, that's terrible. Like, that is, this is what, the, who this is playing to, right? right? I mean, your chances are basically zero. One of the things that they're doing right now, I, I want to say in this age group, 400 children, they say, have died from this, from COVID, the entire pandemic, right? It's, it's an incredibly small amount. Obviously, we want it to be zero, but it's not going to be zero. I also would, would question, if like... that's even... Who even knows, right? Right, like, like they died with, with COVID, not yeah. from yeah, COVID, sure. right? Because there was yeah. that whole thing. It might be 200, yeah. might, you know, whatever. It's incredibly mm. infrequent. And one of the things that the left does, and they're doing this on guns now, which is they're saying the leading cause of death for those, you know, I think it's 18 or 15 to 18 or 15 to 24, or whatever, is guns. That's one of the things they're mm. doing now. And, of course, you know, the reason, first of all... It, it's borderline whether this is true, but the main reason it's true is because car accidents have decreased a lot. It's not because gun, gun uh, mm-hmm. have gone up quite a bit. But when you look at this, though, the, the overwhelmingly important part of that conversation is most people in that age group don't die at all. Right. <laughs> like it's really hard to die when you're 18 years old. You need to slam into something going 80 miles an hour for it to occur, which is why, you know, like and this is the thing here. Like, look, it might be one, you know, they're they're saying two to four hundred deaths. It could be a lot. You know, it's it's a lot for 
infants who don't usually die of yeah. stuff, right? right? Yeah. Like, right. usually you make it through. Once you get born, you make it through the first year. You're usually going to make it for a few years. You're not usually going out doing all sorts of dangerous things. You're not usually getting terrible mm -hmm. diseases. When you're in your 80s, you're getting those things, typically. Look, uh, you know, if you want to put, if you want to vaccinate your kid with this stuff, you can do it. You should be able to do it if you want to take it. You're, uh, we are all, of course, in favor of parents making their own choice for their children. But like w the way they handle this, they have taken a, a subset of children and and basically made them prisoners because they've they've convinced these far left people that they can't go out of their house and it's very dangerous to let their kids out of their house when it's not very dangerous. It's almost impossible if your kid gets COVID and is four years old that they're going to die from it. It's not completely impossible, but it's almost impossible. And frankly, should not be something that any parent really wor worries about. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's re it's really to that level. You, you, you worry about your 85 year old. Sure. Right. But your five year old, really not a concern. Yeah, and I, I, I think, too, Eric, like when you're looking at the, the fact that they refuse to answer these questions and give this kind of data, you don't even really have true informed consent. Because I agree with you, Stu, that like it should it should be every, every parent's choice to make the decision. But how can they possibly make an informed decision when they are not given all of the information? Well, They're only given already, one side. We've already seen institutions pulling back sort of uh, either withholding information or uh, withdrawing uh, information because they don't like the way that it looks. So mm -hmm. they think that people might assess it for what it actually right. is right. and may come to a different conclusion from what they want they them want to actually to, yeah. do, which is get as many jabs as possible. This is why people are forced to put their tinfoil hats on because any rational person can look at this and say, okay, that doesn't make any sense. It's, al it's almost statistically insignificant, yeah. if there is to be, of people that age dying uh, from COVID uh, regardless. So why on earth are people rushing to get them, get them jab? Why do we have them with such big power? Why do we have so much things or so many different things that are resting upon, let's say, this demographic getting jabbed. Like, it's so stupid whether it be schools opening up or, or whatever. None of it makes sense. And then when you have the guy that you have propped up as the leader in this whole situation really skirting around the issue. Rand's been the one that's been grilling him on a lot of things. If you actually go watch this entire exchange, it really gets interesting when he talk, starts talking about how, many, how much money did you guys uh, that were part of this whole approval process were getting in terms of uh, this, these uh, vaccine companies. It gets really interesting then, and it's the same thing. It's I gotta try to skirt around the issue. So the people are forced to be like, well, all right, you're not giving us the truth. You're not even giving us the right data. You won't even admit it flat out what's actually going on. So we have to think like, what is going on? Right. Is that there is some crooked stuff going on? Are you in bed with uh, these pharmaceutical companies? Are you getting your pockets lined up in, in, in some way, shape or form? Because this ain't about health. Mm -hmm. Objectively speaking, it's not about health. It's not because we know the data says and it said for a while that that demographic of people, it's statistically insignificant right. in terms of if they are going to get hospitalized or die. Why are you trying so damn hard? We don't we haven't done this with anything else, mm -hmm. but you're trying so hard to jab that demographic. It, it, look. We have to put our tinfoil hats on. I mean, it's, and it's such a, I mean, it's such a stupid. First of all, if you're five years old, your best protection against COVID-19 is not the vaccine. It's being five years old. Yeah. That, it, like, you're just really well protected at that age anyway. And beyond that, like, what are we talking about at this point? The, as Senator uh, Paul said, 75% of people have had COVID already. I, I don't know. I'm guessing this is me. I, I, I think that might be low. Mm -hmm. uh, but then if yeah, you take I'm the sure. remaining 25%, probably three quarters of them have been 
been vaccinated, right? Mm. So who are we talking about now? <laughs> There's just almost nobody left, right, yeah. who is either unvaccinated or has never had COVID-19. There's almost no one. Mm. And probably a lot of those people who think they're in that group actually had it and had no symptoms and didn't realize yeah, it. That's true. So, like, what are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> like, it's just it becomes part so much a part of your life. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to the people on the left who are in this group that are so freaked out, so many of them, of course, in New York City, where it really did hit and was really traumatic, I think, for a lot of families early on. They've held on to that. They're afraid to go out. They're still wearing masks outdoors. They're still doing all of this craziness because it has become a mental disorder. Right. Mm -hmm. It really has become a mental disorder. There is some sense in taking precautions when you can try to avoid uh, getting sick. That means anything from the you should also, you know, not when you get the flu, not go out and try to expose other people. We all know there are basic things you can do. But this has this has infected not the body, but the brain at this point. Mm -hmm. And like we as a country, there is no reason to make a gigantic priority out of uh, vaccinating six month olds. On a, of a, of a, for a virus they almost can't possibly have <laughs> negative consequences over. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just silly yeah. and it's a dumb priority. We have other things that are really important we could be working on. You, do you think? Yeah, really? I think there's a couple out huh. there. Yeah. I don't know. We never talk about them on this program. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So uh, listen, if the first thing you notice when you look at a photo of yourself is your receding hairline or a bald spot and you can't you can't unsee it. Once you focus in on it, Keeps can help you change that. Uh, did you know? It's like the, the, the stupid Apple fla- flashbacks on your phone. And they're like, hey, oh. look at you from 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like, shut up, Apple. <laughs> stupid iPhone. Like a completely <laughs> I don't want to see person. myself. <laughs> um, so two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're 35. It's nothing you're doing wrong. It's just in your genes. And uh, if you don't want to gamble with your hair, you can flip the odds in your favor and save your hair with Keeps. Uh, look, so Keeps does it. It's really cool because you can be lazy from the comfort of your own home and take a couple pictures of your hair, send it over to Keeps. They have uh, clinically proven, FDA approved hair treatments available online. They've got doctors over there that will recommend the right one. Ship it directly to you. You can still stay on your couch the entire time and you can save your hair. It's also going to cost you about half because uh, they're using the generic versions of all of these super expensive uh, treatment plans. So uh, if you have questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. you got to go to keeps.com slash why. They've got an awesome offer for you. You're going to get 50% off of your first order. Yes, that is 5-0, half off. That is keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash why. We've gotten to now my favorite story of the day, which is uh, the CDC has issued really wild guidance telling Americans infected with monkeypox to have um, <clears throat> to have sex by this isn't really sex, you guys, to have sex by masturbating at least six feet away from their partner, uh, among <laughs> other recommendations. Uh, this is look guidance from the CDC says anyone who has the disease should like don't have sex but they're like okay but if you ignore our advice here's a a (laughs) more safe way to do all of these things and uh look it's like if you if you or a partner has monkeypox the best way to protect yourself and others is to not have sex of any kind but if you're going to have sex, uh, consider to the following to reduce the chance of spreading the virus, um, have sex while still fully clothed, <laughs> ensure all rashes are covered, 
Uh, avoid kissing. Mm. Uh, wash your hands, your fetish gear, of course, and your clothes immediately afterwards. Um, and then you could also have sex virtually, if you would like, mm. uh, maybe over the phone. So, yeah, that's... Um, I also want to just point out, do you guys have that? Do, you, do we have the, the, the actual infographic that they... Okay, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. So, I don't know if you guys I saw, saw this. I saw it. Did you notice anything interesting about the couples that they showed? Now, these were just, they were like cartoon characters. Um, they didn't even have faces, I don't, I don't think. But interestingly enough, they were all heterosexual couples. <gasps> no. Can you believe, during Pride Month, they oh would leave God. out the gay couples who actually, this is where monkeypox is actually happening, mm. primarily, is in the gay male community, but we don't see them uh, dem uh, demonstrated on any of the graphics. I just found that to be interesting. We can just hope that some of them were trans. That's true, that's true. Maybe that is, that's true. Maybe that was the angle they took. My understanding, by the way, is the only thing better than makeup sex is monkeypox sex, <laughs> so. Uh, anytime. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can get you can get a piece of that, you got to go. Who wants to have sex with someone with monkeypox? That's it's one I'm thing, like, like if you're in a like, okay, it's hey, monkeypox is out there. You got to be careful. No, they're saying like, if yes. you have it, yeah, try to do these things. Like, I just feel like there's not a huge amount of pent up desire to have sex with someone who literally has active monkeypox, like oozing from like all of their <laughs> just, their rash uh, is just oozing, and you're like. Hey, what you doing? So. You want to get it on? And it's just like, well, don't just cover up any open wounds, okay? So like, I, I feel like that's a good idea during all sex. <laughs> like, I feel like always, if you have open wounds and rashes, good thing to cover during True. the sex part of the evening. You know? I mean, why is the CDC even giving uh, like guidance if they're just going to be like, well, here's our guidance. But if you're not going to take right. it, you should just do this instead. That's kind of a new thing from the CDC, which is actually kind of funny. It's like they just realize no one's going to listen to them. Like, I, like I, hey, guys, wear eight masks. But if you're not going to wear eight masks, try to stay f six inches away from each other or something. Can right. you do something? They, we, they've been so beaten down by how Americans are like, no, we're not listening to you anymore. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, but again, like, I, I just feel like it's one thing. If you go up to someone and you're thinking about having sex with them and they're thinking and you're like, they might have monkeypox, I should be careful. But when you know they do, <laughs> just wait. What kind of hormones do you have? Take a break, take a breather, go home, take a cold bath, something other than the sex with the monkeypox person. I do want to point out we do. They did pull this yeah. uh, in the control room. <laughs> so it's graphic. like yeah, I just all male and female it seems. So Yeah, that that, that thing is hateful. Yeah. Even the stuff with Where's the, the like, diversity? <laughs> especially on problem. That's what uh, I'm saying. Uh, but no, seriously, with that being said, it it seems like they are I would say leaders pertaining to this whole monkeypox thing are skirting around that part of it. Right. You know what I mean? Around that part of who it impact. You think that if it is something, it's like the HIV stuff all, all yeah. over again. You would think that if it is something that is impacting that community more, let's say. You want to warn them. Bingo. Bingo. If it is that marginalized yeah. uh, community and, and, and who really needs to look out. You wouldn't skirt around that, but that's exactly what they're doing. And this is why a lot of people don't take this, which they shouldn't, like the state and their kind of doctors, because a lot of it's chicken crap. A lot of it's like convenience. So that's who it impacts and all of that. They won't acknowledge if it does it to, let's say, a group that will 
they have championed, let's say. So that has been the most interesting part of that, because even with that part of the the monkeypox issue, like you got to go down the depths of the Internet to even find like, wait a minute. Oh, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they'll say it like they're kind of buried, but it's not like leading like, you know, as far as who who is it primarily is impacted. It's interesting, too, because so it says monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted disease. Um, it's transmitted from touching like the rash or the lesions on the skin. But the World Health Organization great, uh, is currently looking into reports that the rash causing virus may be spread through semen because Italian and German scientists say that they have detected it's fragments HIV all of, over again. They it's, say that they've detected fragments of the disease in the semen of, pati- of patients. So now we have uh, the, the World Health Organization, who has a great track record, by the way, of giving us the full truth. And they're not, uh, they're not in anyone's back pockets, of course. Very independent agency. Not China. Yeah, the World Health Organization. Um, so that's, I don't know, I feel like... Is, could they possibly change this now? Is it? Are we going to find out it in six well, months? It, it, would not, it would not be the first time that they did it. That's what I'm saying. It. Mm-hmm. It, not at all. It wouldn't be the first time that they, I wouldn't be very clear that that wouldn't be unorthodox in the event that they did that where they did adjust it to say, well, oh, it's not what we thought. Again, we if you live through the 80s and the say? 90s, you know that that's, you know, the, the, how we look at like something like HIV now right. versus what we looked at it then. Ironically enough, Fauci was at the front uh, front of that uh, mm-hmm. whole pandemic epidemic deal as well. It, it it wouldn't be the first time that they did it. Not at all. Then what's the CDC going to say? I know, I know. Then I guess they'll have to they'll have to start blaming people for it. Right? Well, but what, how are they going to how are they going to recommend that you have sex with your partner <laughs> if it's a if it's an STD? I, that's a that's a good point. I guess now it's twelve feet away. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep extending it. I mean, it, these you know you get it's interesting because. When you're not willing to say what's going on because you're worried of some intersectional uh, uh, problem, you could have real issues that yeah. could pop up. It might have been the Nellie Bowles article that was in The Atlantic on, on San Francisco, how the city was ruined that came out this week, I think. And she's talking about how she saw, lives in San Francisco, saw a homeless person that has been around the community for a long time, someone she recognized and seen all the time. And one day saw this person like really struggling from what looked like an overdose, like collapsed, you know, I think eating cardboard on the side of the the, the oh. sidewalk uh, and really in a really bad place. And so she called the police. Uh, hey, come help this person. The police come out. They're starting to help this person. They're going to bring them to some treatment center to help them you know, yeah. get off the street. And in the middle of that, the community activists come over and talk to the guy who's on drugs and say, you don't have to go with them. This is a, this is not you. You don't feel like you're forced to go with them. So the guy decides not to go with them and winds up dead in a few weeks. Jesus. Right. I mean, like this stuff happens all the time. And this, you know, at some level, we treat this often like it's just this nonsensical bunch of blather, these bunch of idiots with their dumb made up terms and (laughs) cis this and, you know, gender that and all that stuff. And it's like, in reality, it has real consequences for mm-hmm. people, especially when they're in, you know, dangerous. They might not know that they're in a, in a, in a, in a you know, in the middle of a dangerous activity or, you know, being with people that, that may, you know, they may catch something like this. Yeah. You've got to be honest about it. You know, yeah. this, is, this is science. This is health. This is, this is medical, uh, you know, uh, treatment, and it right. needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got, uh, we've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Sweatblock. So, uh, look, nobody likes nobody likes likes to sweat. Nobody likes to talk about sweat. It's gross. It, you know, people are like, I don't know, we're in Texas, right? So you walk outside no. and just immediately you're just a big sweaty mess. <laughs> yes. You like go outside to check the mail and you come back like you just ran a marathon. 
That's over 100 every day here right now. And it feels like 120. Yeah. Um, but if you're wearing sweat blocks, so they have a deodorant stick, but they also have these antiperspirant wipes. And if you put the wipes on uh, in, the, in the evening, you can wear it for like up to seven days and you don't have to even use the deodorant again and again and again and again, even in Texas. Here's proof. My husband is is using it and he, I'm sorry to embarrass you, babe, but <laughs> very sweaty, okay? But mm. not anymore. He actually, he was like carrying in furniture from outside he, just yesterday. Did not sweat at all. That's not really a believable story. I can't believe I'm not kidding. Anything, you know? I'm not kidding. Even in Texas, <laughs> I'm serious. Wow, that's impressive. Yes, they have a, a dry shirt guarantee uh, as well. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. So you have nothing to lose. Guys, this is a, a tried and true tested product on Amazon. They've got a ton of reviews. They're all great. You can try it risk-free today. Save 20% with promo code NEWS at sweatblock.com. It is a hot summer. You got to make sure you are stocked up with Sweatblock. It is available on Amazon as well, but uh, you can go over to sweatblock.com, use promo code NEWS. In footage obtained by Project Veritas yesterday, uh, there was a meeting with Twitter employees and Elon Musk, and he stressed the importance of having free speech on the platform. He is in the process of purchasing Watch. I think it's essential to have a, a free speech. Um, and for and to be able to communicate, yeah, just communicate freely if there are multiple opinions, but you know, and, and just make sure that we're not sort of uh, driving a narrative. In order for uh, people to have trust in Twitter, I think it's extremely important that there be transparency. I think Twitter, in, in terms of like serious issues, can be a lot better in informing, informing people about uh, serious issues. How many times has have the media gotten it right? Well, I would say almost never. Not, not never, but almost never. Can we talk uh, briefly about your political views? Well, my, my, my political views, I think, are uh, moderate. I'm in favor of, uh, of, of moderate politics. Um, but, but in, uh, you know, allowing people who have, like, uh, you know, relatively extreme views to, um, to express those views within the bounds of the law. Uh, well, after this leaked, I found it funny. Elon responded to this leaking out on Twitter, and I think his words were just exactly. <laughs> so he agreed with himself. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Um, but of course, Twitter uh, employees melting down uh, some some of the things that were said. He literally just voted for a QAnon promoter in Texas. Uh, don't think that's true. Uh, of course, they're referring to uh, My Myra. Um, why am I blanking on her last name? The oh, the Hispanic the, yeah, woman that just won yeah. uh, here in Texas. Uh, a hearty middle finger emoji to the board for selling the company to someone who cannot get through a single coherent sentence about this platform and who thinks a QAnon candidate is a, quote, moderate candidate. Ron DeSantis' endorsement seems totally moderate. Ron DeSantis, leader of the Don't Say Gay Bill, is the worst possible person <laughs> to lead this country, and he's the person you endorse. It's amazing. You're used to seeing Project Veritas like come up with these really salacious videos yeah. and like all these really shocking things. <laughs> like that was the most boring video I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's just saying like, yeah, you should be able to say stuff. You know, yeah. like what? I, I don't understand but, it. But the reaction from, tw yeah, from the Twitter employees the was not that, yeah. right? They it, were like, I can't believe that he just did that. Well, as we saw with SpaceX, if you don't if you don't like Elon, you don't like what he's doing, get out. Right. That's what he's just done. He just says, "Hey, you know, if you're going to complain about me, you're going to try to get me fired. Get out." Right. And I think that's going to. There's. They need a little bit of that in the tech industry. They need a little oh, bit. Oh, hundred percent. Twitter.
They yes, absolutely they need a bit of that. I mean, this isn't our first time we've seen kind of leaks of, of the reaction of Twitter employees, and really they're all deranged leftists. So you saw the data that had come out uh, with the previous, uh, what was it like, it was, I can't remember if it was the midterms or whether the previous election where like 97% of the donos that were going to different various candidates that were Twitter employees were going to Democrats. So we all know what side of the aisle that a lot of those guys, for the most part, are on. It's mm-hmm. not unusual definitely with tech and the weirdos that they tend to hire for some reason those are the worst absolutely the worst people and i speak from experience the worst people to hire uh definitely advocates of social (laughs) justice uh for sure because to them like think about that reaction that mild statement you said it was boring because that's exactly what it was it was just mild it's basically all what we already heard him say before just hey you should be able to we should be on this platform to be able to say whatever you want to say common sense just really basic stuff and that in itself just the idea of him saying that sends them like in like they're in a tirade and it goes to show what type of people that we're dealing with. They have absolutely no problem suppressing you. They want you suppressed. They don't want to be able to hear even thoughts of their ideological enemies. They do not want to exist on the same plane as you. And, and I think the lesson here that not only Elon, I'm pretty sure you already knew, but a lot of people know if you're entering business, stop hiring these weirdos. Is it discriminatory? Yeah. Absolutely. But private property, that's it what I be. said that earlier yeah. this this uh, this week and that private property, the concept of it actually says it implies <laughs> discrimination. Yeah. And I get to decide who gets to use what it is and in what way they use what it is that I own. These are the worst types of people. They don't care about your bottom line. They don't care about fairness. They don't care about what's just or anything. They care about, uh, is this advantageous to whatever cause it is that they're trying to advocate? And Twitter has been exactly that and they were perfectly fine. But the idea, not that it will go to the other side. Mm -hmm. The idea here is that basically the playing field is just even for everybody. That in itself is just such a, such a dangerous concept to them. Yeah, I just keep waiting. I like I'm not going to believe that he really is going to buy it until it <laughs> yeah. just everything is. It just seems like why would he still want this cesspool? <laughs> There's a lot of public like, ah, maybe I won't buy it today. Like he keep, yeah. you know, these things keep popping out. I wonder too if it's yeah. going to go. But I mean, if he's making internal comments, that's like what that, I thought. It's I'm like, be real. he's giving speeches yeah. to them. They've yeah. got to be pretty close to it. Uh, all right, we'll see. But until then, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, I just like, especially when the report came out. Convicted sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell's cellmate has made multiple claims of being offered money to kill Maxwell. This is uh, lawyers for uh, Maxwell say. So this is allegedly, but uh, look, one of the female inmates in her housing unit told at least three other inmates that she has been offered money to murder her and that she planned to strangle her in her sleep. Um, Interesting to see what comes out of that, but I feel like we could... Eric said earlier... It, that he is putting his tinfoil yeah, hat like, on. Even like the fact that she even has a cellmate, like to me is like, of all people, like that's pretty sketch, yeah. man. Like <laughs> of all people, because anything could happen. It's almost like you want something to happen hmm. uh, to her for various reasons. So, Well, don't worry. I'm sure that if it happened, the cameras... <laughs> Wouldn't malfunction. Technology doesn't always work. Well, yeah, you can't be expected to have cameras functioning (laughs) in a place such as a prison. I'll just say that if if her new cellmate looks like Bill Clinton in the wig, (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I would be I would be very worried about that. Just that's just my advice to the people working at the prison. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, make sure that you subscribe to both of these gentlemen's channels. Okay. I agree. Don't, I agree with that. don't subscribe to Ghislaine Maxwell's channel. It sucks. <laughs> you will get in big trouble. Uh, but uh, Young Rippa 59, you yeah, can yeah. find him. He you he does like way too many YouTubes a day. Yeah, uh, this is this is my <laughs> second show. He's always on. Is my point. We so got make Friday sure. night ties tomorrow. Yeah. No, tonight. Tonight. Yeah. And uh, Stu does America. So make sure you are following both of these gentlemen, and we'll see you next week. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.